Welcome to the Girls Gotta Heal podcast, where we dive into the everyday issues of your modern day resilient healing woman and get real about the ups and downs of healing and personal growth. Navigating our mental health relationships, various setbacks, and grieving those we've lost can get very messy, while we're also trying to figure out who we are. I totally get it, and I'll guide you through. I got you. I'm your host, Karen Pelleggi, and in each episode, we uncover new, empowering topics that you have likely experienced in your journey or will. Empowering one another is so this decade, and so is living up to our full potential. This is the time to become more confident in exploring your relationship with yourself and looking inward. You don't have to have it all figured out today, but you're here and now is a good start. I want you to be your best self. I'm always going to be rooting for you. This girl's got to heal. Welcome to another episode of the Girls Gotta Heal podcast. Today we are getting into guilt and shame post-breakup. You might be someone who hasn't had a relationship in a while, or maybe things are going really good in your relationship, but this episode is really going to talk about some of the residual feelings that we have post-breakup that can also be showing up in our current relationships too. So stay tuned and listen, because I really think that this is going to connect with You also might be that friend that is a go-to for somebody who finds themselves in repeating situations or like they date the same type of person and they're just like repeating the same things over and you're like, ah, like, why can't you see that, you know, you need to switch it up or maybe you need to work on yourself a little bit or address these feelings from that original relationship. The point is that when we're so connected with somebody, It's, of course, a beautiful thing and we get to grow, we get to grow together, we get to see ourselves in a different different light and experience love. However, when things don't go right or when there's tough periods in the relationship, we can build these feelings of like doubt and just be really hard on ourselves. So if you're someone who has had a really tough relationship in the past or a relationship rupture and it just didn't sit right. You might also have experienced feelings of guilt and shame after the relationship ended. So one of the most common things is working toward forgiving yourself for letting this person in, right? A lot of us have certain pasts where we show up in new new relationships and new interactions or, or meet new people and we're a little bit guarded. And I think that that's quite normal. Um, you have those people that are like, I'm an open book, I'm an open book. In my experience, the people that are open books um, have a lot more deep down that, I don't know, that they're not willing to share up front, but they give off the appearance that I'm outgoing. I can tell you whatever you want. What do you need to know? But back to my point of, I forgot what I was even saying. (laughs) Forgiving yourself for letting this person in when you've maybe ignored red flags or certain conversations came up where you're like, I don't know if I'd be all the way okay with that, but you stuck it out and you stuck it out because in your mind, you thought that those things could be overlooked and You really wanted to give the relationship a solid try, which is totally okay. But oftentimes when things, when there's a rupture or like the relationship ends and it's that person, the other person that's ending it, you're like, I'm so mad at myself 
because I really, you know, I saw things there and or I ignored them or I didn't question them enough or I should have had the respect, self-respect to just walk away. So we get so hard and down on ourselves because of this. And when we don't address it and we don't process it, this can show up in the next relationship that we're in. We might be extra protective. We might be extra cautious, right? And that doesn't always land well on somebody who... There's always, there's that saying where it's like, um, I shouldn't have to pay for someone else's mistakes. And that's often what like the new person in your life might be feeling or saying to themselves of like, I get it. You had a really hard past and a hard relationship, but you're now projecting on me and I'm not doing anything to show you that I'm the same way or that I have this, the same patterns that are coming up as this last person did. So it can get really complicated. And I hope that this is connecting with you in some sort of way, whether it's personally or like you have a friend that you're like, yes, they always get wrapped up into these situations and like end up feeling bad about themselves and and all that. So speaking from my own personal experience, this is uh, something that I battled with honestly over the last year and like had to work through and really sit with myself because I'm someone who shows up quite guarded in new connections, new relationships, and it's gone better over time. But that's just naturally my baseline. I like to observe. I like to feel comfortable. I'm looking out for certain things that would make me feel safe and just kind of allow me to break my walls down. And the frustrating part is that it takes me so long to connect with someone on a romantic level. And when I do, I'm so excited about it. But it can also kind of lead to high expectations. This is speaking from my past and the last thing I was in. Um so I've had these high expectations of like, okay, I'm in now, my walls are down. I'm gonna, you know, accept this person for who they are and and all of that. And I think when things didn't go right, or this person retracted, or he wasn't able to sustain what we had for whatever his reason was, I was so hard on myself because I'm like, it took you so long to break your walls down and allow somebody in even like just talking about dating apps I'm I'm not really somebody who will go out on a date right away like it takes so much time for me to like feel comfortable in getting to that point so I think just knowing my process and things not going well I was so hard on myself I was like you should have you know you should have taken your time more or you shouldn't have given so much or you should have seen that this was the trajectory. So we get so mad at ourselves and feel a little bit of shame in that for going full speed ahead. And this was something over the last year I've had to work on really, really hard and and take time to process it and understand why I move the way that I do and why I hold things with such high regard or um, I held somebody's words so high when they said that they saw things going a certain way and then totally their actions were not reflective of that at all. So 
a big theme over the last year for myself and why this topic is so important for me is I think forgiveness is a really important part of relationships ending, people moving forward that we don't talk about often enough. It's often we're we're talking about, you know, how to move on, how to move forward, get to the next thing or, you know, um, validate that that person wasn't for us. Sure. All those things are important, but you have to actually be able to sit with yourself and say, I was okay with my choices at the end of the day, or I was, or I wasn't, but I forgive myself. And I think that that's a really good starting point is you have to actually take the time to sit with your feelings go into hermit mode a little bit, sit with yourself, reflect and work toward forgiving yourself for allowing those connections to go on as long as they did or seeing the good in somebody when there were obvious signs of them kind of backing away. So forgiveness really entails just the way that you... I think forgiveness entails reprocessing certain events that happen because sometimes when you're in a relationship or connection, things get so intense and you're working with extremes here and we don't really take the time to say, you know what, in that moment, I felt safe. So that was the choice that I made. In that moment, that person gave me all the validation I needed for me to hit the green light and go forward. And if I didn't go through that, I wouldn't have known. And if I chose to keep my guard up, I would have missed the opportunity to really see my capacity to love and my capacity to give. And that's a beautiful thing. While it didn't end up being a successful, healthy connection, it still gave me things that I initially had a hard time realizing and seeing because I just felt such deep loss. So the intention here is that if we really don't sit with ourselves post breakup and we just kind of jump from one thing to another, we're really not processing the entire experience for what it was and allowing ourselves to be compassionate toward ourselves and what we experienced. Because I, I think that that guilt and that shame can carry over even when maybe we were in this relationship that was not going to go well, we might have neglected certain areas of our life, like our friendships or our work or other things that might have suffered because we were giving so much to that connection. So we might feel a bit of guilt for that after, like I missed all that opportunity to grow in my role at work or um, see my friends as often because I was focusing on this person who at the end of the day, like screwed me kind of, wasn't able to follow through with the things that they said that they were going to, right? Or be the person that they said they were going to. So I think we can carry that guilt. But again, I think part of processing that experience and forgiving ourselves is just reiterating that, you know what, in that moment, I felt safe. I felt loved. I felt cared for. I felt like this was going to be a really defining moment for me and an opportunity to, you know, grow with somebody. And that's what I gave my attention to. And people do that all the time, whether they're more career focused at the time and they put all their hours into their job. Um, 
we some we get into this habit of just putting all of our energy into the things at the time that are priority for us or we want to see growth in. So that's fine. And I think we just need to reframe how we see the bigger picture or the ending or the whole experience of, you know, dating people or having connections that don't, um, that don't flourish or they, they kind of run its course. And I think instead of focusing on closure and trying to get that, we need to work more on our own inner peace. A big part too of this guilt and shame post-breakup is working through grieving what you thought was going to happen. And again, this is, I'm all for sitting in feels. It's awful in the moment when you have to do that and you're by yourself and you're in your car, you're in your room, you feel so irritable, you feel uncomfortable, you just want, you just want comfort and you, whether that's like calling a friend or, you know, spending the day with a friend, whatever it is, you want that instant comfort, which is good. And that's so part of the healing process, but also it's sitting with yourself and allowing to feel what you need to feel. If you don't do that, the next relationship you get into is going to struggle um, because those things are going to, those insecurities and those feelings of guilt and shame are just going to come up uh, and just kind of spread over a good thing. So just ensuring that you work through those feelings is a really important part of healing. Um, and some of us, we get into survival mode. Like we do what we need to do in order to get through those really painful weeks, which is fair and it's subjective. But I think at the end of the day, it will come back to whether you do that weeks after the breakup, months after, a year, years later, it has to happen where you have to sit with yourself and forgive yourself for maybe the time and the effort and energy you put into something and the time lost in other places as well as forgiving yourself for thinking that someone was going to follow through with the things that they said or be the person that they said they were going to be. And that's the worst part is that someone can spend all this time convincing you, showing you that they're a certain way and then something happens, especially early on in connections and they just are unable to fulfill that. And that's just such a gut-wrenching part of things not going right. So I already talked about some of the things that you can do to work through these feelings and addressing them, whether it's a fresh breakup or you already know you've been through like some pursuing some relationships after this really big painful one and noticing like similar themes coming up or certain arguments that come up uh, on your end. Some things that you can do are just reframing the whole experience, right? Moving away from anger, moving towards self-compassion. At the end of the day, it's so hard to detach, but we, nobody belongs to us. We don't belong to anybody. And as much as we take things personally, because we invest in them, it has nothing to do with us. So a person's inability to show up for you or inability to give you what you need, even though you communicated it and you thought you were on track, has nothing to do with you. It could be larger issues on their end and they're just not able to show up for you in the way that you need. And it hurts and it's so easy to take it personally. So not taking things personally is one thing I would suggest. Um, and again, that's not easy. That's that takes a lot of practice in reframing things and detaching yourself from the situation. For me, it took me like 
maybe nine or 10 months. Like it took a really long time to fully detach. And that's a larger lesson is that, like I said earlier, we don't belong to anybody. Nobody belongs to us. And there's kind of like connection is a beautiful thing, but it's also, this is a, a big reminder of the importance of being present and really just enjoying organic growth between you and somebody and just sharing your days with somebody rather than you know being so attached and so intertwined and when things go wrong you're a complete mess because you've placed all of your self-worth into that relationship i'm only worthy if they see it i'm only worthy if they show up i'm only worthy if they respond to my message within 10 minutes so shifting away from that thinking Always, I would say to working on your relationship with yourself, this is an ongoing thing. You could have experienced a breakup and spent an entire year and a half working on yourself. Great. But the second you get into a relationship, some stuff comes to surface or some insecurities that are maybe lingering a little bit and they have to be addressed. So now you're back to working on yourself again. So it's an ongoing process. So just knowing that there's not a certain timeline or like if I work on myself now, I'm guaranteed to be good in in the next relationship. It's ongoing. So just reminding yourself of that, I think it helps us to be a little bit more gentle to ourselves as well. And lastly, a lot of things go back to our childhood and our early experiences. So taking the time to sit with yourself, sit with a mental health professional, going through deep rooted feelings of guilt or shame that might have shown up earlier and maybe were exacerbated in this particular relationship that you now feel guilt and shame for. There's often a connection between our um, early attachment, our early connections, and the relationships that we get into and the themes that we see. Um, But there's always opportunity for growth. There's always opportunity to put a stop to a cycle and change things. So don't feel that you're forever trapped into this cycle of, you know, attracting people who aren't going to show up for you or um, self-sabotaging. Like there's always an opportunity to just break that cycle and be better and do better. And it always starts with you. So for this podcast episode, I'm not going to give you three reflection questions that I always do at the end. I'm going to switch it up a bit and I'm going to pull a card from my Connecting Through Grief card deck, which you can get on the Girls Gotta Heal website. And this one links to this particular topic of post-breakup feelings. What do you forgive yourself for? What has been the most difficult in your healing journey to accept? And to shift gears a little bit, The next question from the Connecting Through Grief card deck that um, I wanted to pull and use here in this podcast episode um, is, we are allowed to want better and more for ourselves. What do you want for yourself? This could be a healthy relationship. This could be self-confidence. This could be mastering detachment, whatever it is. So what do you want for yourself? And think about it in the context of relationships and the things that you've been through what do you want that looks different than what you've had in the past i hope today's episode resonated with you as much as i want to let you know that you'll get past this you'll thrive you'll grow you'll be better 
it comes in time and it comes with doing a lot of inner work, shifting your mindset, reframing things, reprocessing things. And it really starts with you showing up for yourself in that way. So take the time to work through those feelings. And at the end of the day, you know you have your own back and you know you're going to be all right. If you haven't already checked out the Girls Gotta Heal Connecting Through Grief card deck is available on the Girls Gotta Heal website under the shop tab and it includes 58 conversation prompts and questions that can be used as journal prompts or can be used to build conversations with loved ones, partners, friends, family. Look forward to seeing you here next time. 